Welcome to the Hand Down Man Down Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Hand Down Man Down Podcast. This is your boy Danny here, and I'm going solo tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Got a brand new episode tonight. My man Tim, he's out for this episode. Shout out to Tim. Uh, hope you get everything done that you got to get done out there tonight. But I'm going to hold it down for you tonight, man, because we got a really, really, really good episode to get into tonight. Um, with everything that's been going on, we're going to get into how the rookies have been playing in the WNBA and just talk about who we think are going to be some of those, you know, contenders or pretenders this season in the WNBA after the first month. And I'm going to get into some other things that have been happening in that league for the, you know, since the start of the season back in May. But the big news, the big storyline that everyone is getting into tonight and today, since it broke this morning, was LeBron James opting out of his contract with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, that's that was the first major free agency domino to fall this today, and the fact that it, of course, it came from LeBron James would is kind of. It's kind of like, it's kind of, how can I put this? It's typical once once that move happens, especially with somebody like LeBron. Because we saw this the last time he became a free agency. So we've already been through Decision 1.0. We've been through Decision 2.0. And now it's Decision 3.0. And with everything that's been happening, especially with the way... You know, the Lakers are trying to pursue some big names to come through there. The Cavs are still trying to get get him to come back. And, of course, Philadelphia is looking to possibly bring him in. Again, we all know what the big focus on. The big focus is him going to to the L.A. Lakers. That seems to be the team, the consensus pick for everybody to where he think they think he's going to go. Now, mind you, he opted out of that $35.6 million deal that he had as a player option with the Cleveland Cavaliers. And now... You know, he's he's apparently showing strong interest in the L.A. Lakers, which makes a lot of sense. You know, Magic Johnson, he's trying to build that team back up to the prestige that they had long, long time ago. And it shouldn't it shouldn't be too hard, especially one. You can start your dominoes early. You can start by getting in Paul George. But again, the big fish that he wants to get is LeBron. And LeBron is, like again, as I stated before, he's showing some interest in going to the Los Angeles Lakers. So it makes sense. Um, is he going to go back to Cleveland? That has remained to be seen. Uh, it's a report out that, you know, uh, the owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers, he's he's come out and said, you know, he feels like once LeBron leaves, he can get his team back. Now, of course, Mr. Gilbert, that you, you, that was... That was such a benign statement to say. And you knew what was going to happen once LeBron came back to Cleveland. But you wanted to make sure he got it done because he got you success. He he got Cleveland more success in the years he's been in Cleveland than in Cleveland's entire franchise history. Since he's been back, four straight trips to the finals, one championship, and they have been trying to maintain that relevancy ever since LeBron came back. Now they're taking a step back with LeBron opting out of that opting out of that player option. And we're going to see where all of this is going to take us because, like I said, he was the first domino to fall for this free agency period this summer. And now, you know, the Lakers, 
the Celtics, the Sixers, you know, San Antonio for a brief period when the first, when, you know, we started talking about LeBron opting out. It's going to be important to know what's going to happen with him this summer. And with him opting out of that contract, it's going to be key. Again, um, one of the teams that kind of got thrown out of that loop was the Houston Rockets. The thing with Houston needed for him to do was to opt into that contract and possibly get a sign-and-trade deal like they were trying to get with Chris Paul. But, you know, with LeBron opting out, that takes Houston out of the equation to get LeBron this summer. And that's been the storyline. Like I said, it's been the storyline for this entire, since the, hell, since the championship, since the finals was going on. Everybody was talking about where is LeBron going to go. Now we're really going to be speculating because he opted out of that player contract. And starting Sunday on July 1st, when the free agency period begins, teams, particularly the Lakers and the Sixers, in my opinion, they're going to be trying their hardest to recruit LeBron to come to their team. That way they can get them back to relevancy in terms of the Lakers and in terms of making Philly a much, much more stronger championship contender. So it's going to be it's going to be an eventful and eventful summer now. Now that we know where what's happening with LeBron James. But we will get into that into another episode because we will be following the free agency period this summer. So be on the lookout for a lot of those episodes. But Tonight's episode, we start our conversation with the WNBA. You know, it's been a month. It's been one whole month just about. And now we're starting to figure out who is going to be some of those contenders and pretenders in the WNBA. But in particular, we've been paying attention. I know I have at least, and so is my, and so is Tim, my partner. Uh, we've been paying attention to the play of the rookies of the WNBA. And if you follow us on Instagram, which I hope you do, We've been putting out weekly power rankings of who we think are the best rookies in the WNBA so far. And so far, they have not disappointed with the play of the likes of Asia Wilson and for the Las Vegas Aces, Kelsey Mitchell with the Indiana Fever, Diamond DeShields in the Chicago Sky. Those three have been spectacular. And this whole rookie class has been spectacular since the start of the season. And I don't think I don't think they're going to look to slip up anytime soon. Um, Asia Wilson, to me, is hands down. She's probably going to be become rookie of the year. You know, already on this season, she's averaging 20 points, uh, 8.9 rebounds, and about 2.6 assists a game, along with the 1.6 block shots per game. And it kind of makes sense because Asia Wilson, you know, I was, I, I was high on her even when she was in college. She was... She was an animal in college. I mean, you got to think about it. She has she's she's won countless countless awards, you know, going into college. And now I'm just I'm just picturing her adding adding another, you know, awards to that mantle being rookie of the year. And even then, even with you know just her regular stats, she's been she's been doing well for her team in the advanced stats as well. I mean, she's already. Sherry has an uh, no offense rating of 112 and a defensive rating of 104. But her P, her player efficiency rating is 25.1. As a rookie, that is phenomenal. And I don't see her slowing down anytime soon. And especially with the way the season should be kicking up just a little bit more. And we're starting to see the Aces put it together. You know, they might be 5-11. and 11, But again, like I said, this is, this is kind of their year to get things back on track with them moving from San Antonio 
to Las Vegas, which in turn is making a big deal, and they are bringing a lot of you know fandom to the WNBA in Las Vegas, and it's helping them out a lot, especially with the play now of Asia Wilson to start things out. But she's not the only rookie to be playing well. You know, we already mentioned, we already had the aforementioned Asia Wilson. You also got to look at players like Kelsey Mitchell. Kelsey Mitchell for the Indiana Fever. Now, granted, they are not having the best season right now. They only have one win on the docket. They're 1-15. and But if you look at her individual play, she has been phenomenal. Kelsey Mitchell, straight out of, of Ohio State, has been lighting it up for her team this this season and she not again like I said she's not looking to slow down she's averaging 15 points on excuse me she's averaging 15 points on she might be low on her shooting percentage but she's she's getting a lot of shots up I mean a lot of shots up and it it makes sense because she's been she's been doing it for since she was in college and it makes sense for her to come to the WNBA and make this happen as well. Kelsey Mitchell, she's even with those 15 points, she's leading the team in scoring. Um she's also doing it well, you know, overall. She's trying to she's trying to pick the game back up a little bit, but it shouldn't it wouldn't be a shock for me to see her pick it up and even dominate even more for the Indiana Fever. So be on the lookout for her play to pick up as the season progresses on. But even then, we get into, we, we're just happening the capping the tip of the iceberg when it comes to this because a lot of these players coming out of college have been sensational in college, and it comes to the WNBA and just putting up even more numbers. We still haven't mentioned the we still haven't mentioned a number of other rookies who are doing it big for their team this year. For example, Ariel Atkins. Now, granted, she's she's she was she missed the last game due to a concussion protocol. But ever since she's been infused into the Mystics lineup, she has been playing really well and putting up big numbers. She's third in the team in scoring with 10 points a game. She's shooting, you know, not not a high percentage. She's shooting only 44% from the floor, 35% from three. But she does, she brings something to the table that is that is infectious to the Mystics. And it's it's key to how they've been playing this season, especially a month into it. So I'm not surprised that you know, Ariel Atkins, her infusion into the lineup has been sensational. It's been key for the Washington Mystics. Even with her, you also got Maisha Hines Allen, how Allen playing for the Mystics, and those two have been picking up sensationally a lot. And then you go back, we go back to the Indiana Fever. Victoria Vivian, she's playing some great ball too as well. These these young these young women, I'm not gonna call them girls, because it's not girls. These are young women, but in turn they're also basketball players. That's one of the things we have to get out of thinking that yes this is women ba- women's basketball but this is also basketball these ladies have been playing well and they've been doing it big for their teams this year and already into the month of the season I don't see them slowing down this season I don't see them slowing down anytime soon in their careers unless god forbid some injury comes into play I don't see I don't see none of that really prolonging their career um, not prolonging but halting their success in the WNBA as we speak. So you have to remember, it's only been a month. We were we were trying to sit here and think, are the I know I was at least, were the rookies going to come in and show up and show out for their teams? But it's amazing to see that they've come through, they've played well, they continue to play well, and I don't see them slowing down anytime soon whatsoever, really. And like I said, it's only been a, a one whole month into the season, and with the way... 
these rookies are playing alongside their teammates, the veterans that they have on their teams. It's been one whole month, and the WNBA play has seemed to pick up over the, you know, over the past month. Um, even with not just in terms of the play of the rookies, but the play of some of the the key veterans that we all know about who've been in the WNBA for years now. I mean, when you look at some of these stats to begin with, um, for starters, Brianna Stewart, who, in my opinion, will probably be the MVP at the end of the year if the if the season goes down the way I think it's going to go. Brianna Stewart is leading the league with in scoring at 22.6 points per game, and right behind her is literally Diana Taurasi. And, of course, Asia Wilson, the dynamic rookie from the Las Vegas Aces. But even with that, um, the play of those veterans has really been key. It really shows that they have been putting in time and effort to the craft like most like most basketball fans think they do, and they've been showing it. And it's, and it's showing on the court. Even with the play of, of Liz Cambage, who came back into the WNBA after, I believe it was a five-year absence, excuse me, from the WNBA. She played in Australia. She's played in London for a number of years. Yes, she came. It's been a five-year absence. She last played for this exact same franchise, but but that was when they were known as the Tulsa Shock before they moved to Dallas and became the Dallas Wings. She's coming to the league, and she has taken it by storm. If you ask me, she is arguably the second-best post player in the WNBA right now behind Brittany Griner. Uh, Liz Cambage is averaging 20 points to go along with about 10 rebounds and two blocks per game. She's really showing what that what that pair in Dallas could be like with her and Skylar Diggins-Smith, who's having an also dynamic season as well. Now, granted, the team success is just at 500, at 7-7, seven and seven, but with that, with with the likes of those two being being alongside each other, and the play of some of the other players in the team, like at least, like um, you know, Gray from South out of South Carolina. Um, we've already mentioned Skylar Diggins Smith, but that team has so many different weapons to play with that they could make noise in the playoffs. And like I said, with the play of Alicia Gray, uh, Kareem Christmas Kelly, and Azra Stevens, the other rookie that they picked up. You know, this this team can really, really see see some real damage being done to a lot of teams once once it gets close to the playoffs and when the playoffs hit, because I don't see them not making the playoffs this season. And with the and Liz Cambage and Skylar Diggins, they have been leading the way for that team. Um, so it makes sense that you see how they're playing and they're starting to pick it up a little bit more as the season progresses on. But the the two main teams I want to get into before we get into everybody else into the WNBA. One is the Connecticut Sun. The Connecticut Sun were on a tear. I mean, an absolute tear to start the season. They they're right now they're ten and five. You know they're one of the top teams on the offensive end, and they're one of the top teams on their you know defensive rating is is up there as one of the top teams in defense. They're still allowing a lot of point a lot of points being scored against them. But the fact that they have come in and they're still considered to be a top threat in the WNBA to potentially become a championship contender, uh, it's it's looking good for them. Now, mind you, they got off to a hot, hot start. They got off to a start of 7-2 and two as of June 13th. And they've slipped off a little bit. They, they're, they've won two of their last 
excuse me, won two of their last six games. Um, you know, their their play has kind of slipped a little bit. It, it happens. That that comes with the territory when it comes to basketball. But in terms of their overall roster, I mean, they are playing lights out. Of course, they're led by Chinea Gumake, who is leading the team in points at 15.7 points and 8.1 rebounds per game. Now, mind you, this is her first full year back from that Achilles injury that she suffered uh, a year ago. You know, she's made a name for herself already in, in the league. And, you know, it's not just – it's it's good to see her lead that team, especially with the play of Alyssa and Jasmine Thomas, who have been dynamic for this team. Alyssa is averaging 12 points and 9.9 rebounds to go along with four assists. And Jasmine Thomas is averaging 13, 13.7 points and 4.7 assists. But the play that's really sparked them – Outside of the main three I've mentioned is Courtney Williams. Courtney Williams, uh, big shout out to her. She's showing some support to the page on Instagram. Um, she's been playing some great, great basketball for them. Um, she's averaging 12.3 points to go along with six rebounds and two and almost three assists a game. She's had some hot, hot starts, especially the one game she had. She had a great game, you know, to start the season off, and it's good to see her. You know, still playing well. It's good to see the team is still playing well. They're still they're still a threat to win the NBA the NBA WNBA championship this season, and I don't see them not you know becoming a problem in the WNBA this season because of the play of that core with Chanel Gumake, Courtney Williams, the Thomas the Thomas girls, Jasmine and Alyssa, and also John Cole Jones coming off the bench along with Shakina Strickland, who's been a hot shooter for them. So look for them to still be a threat to the chance to the championship this year and also be on the lookout of the hometown team for me this is the team i root for this is the washington mystics um what else can be said they have arguably one of the the best players in the league in elena deladon um i don't know if you saw the game last night but she hit a big three to get them the victory over the new york liberty 80 to 77 and ever since she came back from her injury washington has been on a tear for the season and 11 games she's played in because she missed a couple games due to illness. Uh, she's averaging 19 points, six rebounds, and just about 2.6 assists a game. She's been dynamic for them to go along with Christy Tolliver, who was holding the fort down for the team. And this is when Ariel Atkins started to come into play a little bit more. But the big thing is, like I said, Christy Tolliver is playing great basketball. She has a clip on her, ladies and gentlemen. She's shooting 39% from three, 46 from the field overall. She's averaging about 14 points, four point, and about four, about four assists a game. So I'm not surprised that the Mystics have been playing well and that team has been playing well. Looking up and down this roster, besides Deladon, Christy Tolliver, and Ariel Atkins. They got some key con- contributions from some of their veterans. You know, Monique Curry, the sign, the big signing that they had in the offseason, she's come in and put up some contributions. Tiana Hawkins, Latoya Saunders, Sanders, and Natasha Cloud. So it's very good to see them still playing well. And they, they kept the slack going, you know, with the absence of Taylor Hill, who was co- recovering from her ACL injury that she suffered last season. And it's good to see her back on the court. She's still trying to get her feet up under her. But once once they get her up to speed and the way that the whole team has been playing overall, look for the Mystics to be a big time threat in the in in the playoffs once this once the playoffs roll around. And then of course we have your usual contenders. You got the Los Angeles Sparks. They 
they they have the best record in the WNBA right now at 11 and four. Um, took suffered a suffered a loss last night to the Seattle Storm, but if you look at their overall play, they're still you know hands down one of the is is looking to be the favorite to win the championship this season. And of course, they're led by the dynamic duo of Candace Parker and Neka Gumake. Candace is averaging 17 points, six rebounds, and four assists. Her progression over the years, we've known she's been a great scorer. We've known she's been able to rebound the ball. But she has become a terrific passer for the, in the WNBA for the Los Angeles Sparks. And it's showing. She's had countless highlight passes this season to go along with her dynamic scoring. With her playing the way she's playing, I don't see how you can't look at the Sparks as a potential threat to win the championship. And to put on that, Neka Gumake is playing some great basketball as well. She's second on the team in scoring with 16 points and seven rebounds a game. She leads the team in rebounds. But the key for them is the play of Chelsea Gray and Odyssey Sims. Both are averaging double figures with Chelsea Gray averaging 14 and Odyssey Sims averaging 10. It's just been great basketball to watch from those two. And I'm not surprised that they're playing as well as they have been playing. And then you look at look up and down this roster, you know, Rakina Williams, Raquina, Raquina Williams has stepped up big time. Uh, she's played some great basketball. You got Elena Beard, the reigning defensive player of the year. Her defense is still on par and is still showing that she is a threat to two teams' offenses, the way she plays defense on and night in and night out. But the Sparks, to me, right now are the favorite. And then clicking right on their heels, the Phoenix Mercury. Um, the Phoenix Mercury has been have been playing some great basketball. Um, the big thing for them is, I mean, they got the GOAT. Diana Taurasi, you'd have never known she's been in the league as long as she has been. She's still, she's still one of the top players in the league. She's the greatest of all time in, you know, in terms of women's basketball. She's been in the league for a long, long time time she's averaging 20 points to go along with force about almost five assists and two and almost three rebounds a game she has been playing sensational basketball from the time she stepped on the court in 2004 to 2018 going into her you know 15th season it is incredible to see she's playing she's already reached some great milestones this season career-wise i mean she is I mean she's just downright it's just downright scary to watch. She's she's the career she's this season she's already become the career leader in points. You know, she's become the career leader in three point field goals made. Um I just I just don't see how you can't look at her and be like she's not the greatest of all time. She's already made a thousand three pointers. She has over eight thousand career points can possibly get to 10,000 if she keeps playing the way she's playing. And it's it's just amazing to me that she's playing this 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 great basketball and still playing it at a high level. But you can't just ignore what, you know, the rest of the team is doing. I mean, they have the potential another MVP candidate, uh Brittany Griner who is clearly to me, the best post player in the league. She's averaging 19 points, 7 rebounds and a tremendous number of blocks. She's averaging 3 blocks a game. But it's the play of the supporting cast that has me, you know, thinking that this is this could be the team that could possibly clip the Sparks as, you know, the favorite to win the championship. You got the play from Dewana Bonner, 
uh, Brianne January, Leilani Mitchell. A lot of a lot of these players are playing some extraordinary basketball for them, and they don't seem to let up. Uh, their defense is on point, like I said, with Brittany Griner leading the, being the anchor for that defense, and their offense is playing spectacular. So when you look at that, um, the Phoenix Mercury is looking to be one of the, the special teams to come out. And then, of course, you, you go up north. You know, Seattle still has a basketball team, Seattle Storm. And we already talked about Brianna Stewart. Brianna Stewart is leading the league in, in scoring, but she, to me, is the favorite for an MVP. And they already have a two-headed monster and two young players. And, of course, Brianna Stewart being one of them. But you also have to look at Jewel Lord. Remember, she did she got game promo for Bleacher Report. And if they were ever to do a movie for She Got Game, I would definitely go watch that. And if she's the cat, if she's a star, why not? It makes sense. She's averaging seven, just just under 17 points at 16.9 with four re, about 4.8 rebounds and 3.8 assists. That dynamic, that two-headed monster they have in Seattle, along with the veteran leadership of Sue Bird and Natasha Howard and Alicia Clark, that team was looking to do some damage by the time the playoffs roll around. And I could definitely see them being one of those teams that could win the championship. Now, we were so, so sold on it just being, you know, just a two-horse race with the with the Sparks and the Lynx. But the, the Lynx have really, really struggled. They're starting to pick it up, you know, late as the season goes on. They're 8-6. and six. You know, they're, of course, led by the the core four, well, the core five, really. Uh, Maya Moore, Sylvia Fowles, Simone Augustus, uh, Rebecca, Rebecca Brunson, and, of course, Lindsey Whalen. Congratulations, if you haven't heard, if you haven't been paying attention. She's also the head coach of the Minnesota Golden Gophers uh, women's basketball team. But she's still putting up some some good production at the point guard spot for the Minnesota Lynx. And with them picking it up as the season goes on, remember, we're only a month into it, and they could catch fire at any moment. They already, they're already starting to show signs of why they're the defending champs. And that's one thing people seem to forget. They are the defending champions. You know, they're trying to do something that hasn't been done in a while. Uh, they're trying to re- they're trying to repeat, which they they've had a problem with since they won the championship. Because remember, they win the championship, then they lose. They don't win the championship, then they win it, don't win it, win it, don't win it. Now they've won it again last season, and they're trying to repeat. Right now, they're looking like they're on a five game winning streak. And then this is what I was saying: they can pick it up and come back to being that threat that people knew that they were going to be. Again, it was only the beginning of the season, and it's not you know. Not every team is going to get off to a hot start. And the, this shows that they are the defending champs, and they're starting to pick it up. They're, like I said, five-game winning streak. You know, they're not just, you know, losing to teams that aren't – they're not just beating teams that aren't good. Again, the streak started with Liberty, uh, picked up another win against the Wings. Then they picked up two wins against the Contenders and the Phoenix Mercury and the Seattle Storm. And in between that, they had a victory over the Aces. So when you think about it, they're going to be playing some tremendous basketball to this point, and I don't see them, and I see them not slowing down in terms of picking it up once the playoffs roll around. And even with that, you know, the the Minnesota Lynx, they should they should still be a threat once the season rolls around. And I'm not surprised, you know, with the way things are going on, but that's just been how the play of the league has been 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 elevated. Um, if you look at it, you know, with them 
you know, casting the games on ESPN2 and especially on the NBA TV and the people picking up the money to go get the uh, the WNBA League Pass, teams have really, really stepped it up. And it's, and it's not just because of, you know, oh, you know, everybody's like, oh, there's nothing going on. Let's watch bat. Let's watch WNBA. No, they are actually people are starting to recognize these these players for what they really are and their great talent on the basketball court. Um, it's just amazing to me that you know with everyone with the way the play has been going on, we're not just looking at this and being like, oh, it's just going to be these two teams. There are a number of different contenders to the championship at the end of the year. We've already went. Went over a couple of them. Um, like I said, the Mystics, the Sun, the Sparks, the Mercury, the Storm, the Lynx. That's six contenders to the championship. And you still got to think about the teams who are still trying to, you know, clean themselves up to be some threats in the in, in the playoffs. And in the future, down the line, like, look at some of these future teams. The Las Vegas Aces are looking to be a, a team of the future, along with the Indiana Fever and the Chicago Sky. And then, of course, New York is you know they were they were one of the top teams for the past couple of years they might have fell off a little bit which is not which is okay you know it's still it's like i said it's only a month to the season they still have time to pick it up to get back to where they need to get to and of course you got the the dallas wings who are you know a 500 ball club but they are their roster wise say they can be a championship contender just got to have a couple more wins you know, under their belt, and they could be up there with some of the top teams right now. So, if you haven't been paying attention to the WNBA after a month, you need to get into it as we speak. There's too much great basketball in the WNBA this season, and when you think about it, it's it's just gonna get better. Um, you got the All Star Game coming up, and with the way the voting is is set up the top two vote getters become captains and they're going to just pick players it's like a regular pickup game so i can't wait to see that aspect of it. it's no longer just east versus west um it's everybody it's it's gonna it's it's gonna get better as the season goes on like i said we've only been in at it for a month now so once you start realizing that i don't see how you can't pay attention to wnba and they're just gonna get this is gonna be more and more great basketball as the season goes on um, I'm I'm already looking at who I think are going to get some of those key awards. Um, like I said, Brianna Stewart is probably going to get it. In, in my opinion, she's the MVP right now. Um, Asia Wilson is the best rookie uh, by far in the WNBA right now. Um, and it's just it's just with the way teams are playing and the way teams are starting to pick it up, it's going to get hot during the summer to go along with uh, once the playoffs roll around. So just stay tuned for all that. Um, but in the meantime, between time, we're going to get out of here. Um, if you haven't, you can follow us all on all social media platforms. We have our Facebook page, Hand Down Man Down Podcast, and on Instagram at handdownmandown.show. And now we have a Twitter page. It's HDMD underscore show. So you can catch us more on social on our social media handles and still subscribe to the show. It's on Apple Podcasts. It's on Google Play. Uh, just just be on the lookout for a lot of things we got coming down the pike. But I'm going to put a bow on this episode here uh, for for myself, uh, for Tim, who's out of it. Makes, can't wait to have you back on the show, bro, man. Uh, but in the meantime, between time, I'm going to get out of here. Later. Later.